Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Oh, Jay, it's so nice to get together and do another recording. Just a... I... I'm thrilled. You know, it's summertime. Um, uh, we're taking advantage of it. I actually left the back door open today. Oh, nice. Getting a you nice get, breeze through the house. Getting that sunshine and that breeze and things yeah. are just feeling Amanda's good. Amanda was like, aren't you worried about like critters getting in? I'm like, no, we're, we, we don't live anywhere near any critters. Yeah, all. that's crazy. What's that? Hey, why is, is your house shaking? Is it an earthquake? Is that, what is this? Jay! Oh, oh, Jay! Oh, oh, God! No, 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 no! five with me come on you can do it here we go high five should we high five high five high five high five high five high five son high five don't let me hang it oh yeah you're way better host than jay already oh god he's still alive (laughs) Did you just get puked up by a dinosaur? <laughs> I'll plead the fifth on that one. What's it like inside the guts? A lot nicer than you'd think, actually. He had a little <laughs> B&B set up in there. I just couldn't afford it, so he... Oh, got it. So out. he had to come back out. Got it. Perfect. Apparently, the, apparently the wandering in... I, I didn't understand this until I got in there, but the wandering into people's homes and eating them is like his marketing ploy. Because once you're inside, uh, sure. you're in the lobby, and there's a concierge who's like, "Hey, sorry for the, you know, the rude awakening, but we have this B and B. Do you want?" So it's like an Uber. Uh, what's that? Um, an Uber? Uh, not a Lyft. <laughs> not a, not a yeah. Lyft or an Uber. Like where you rent a, a house. Airbnb. Um, thank you. Yeah, Airbnb. It's a Dino B and B. So it's inside mm. his tummy. It's a DBNB. <laughs> That's a dumb joke. <laughs> that is a dumb joke, but I love it. Hey, man, and it's perfectly topical because today, today of all days, we are talking. Of all, on a day like today. Like today, we're talking top five giant monsters in movies. I love giant monster movies, man. Dude, I'm so excited. This is a topic that we've literally been trying to record for about two and a half months now. I know. We had the (laughs) idea and we're like, okay. We're going to do it. Let's get a recording day. Okay. It's kind of like Kimmel and Matt Damon. Like we were Jimmy Kimmel and the top five monster movies was Matt Damon. And we're just like, oh, sorry, Matt Damon. We ran out of time. And we just couldn't get that last recording in. That's exactly what it's (laughs) like. It's also kind of like, do you remember when I kept trying to watch Escape Room? And I was like, we're going this weekend and we're going to watch Escape Room. And then we'd come back and you'd be like, so how was Escape Room? And I'll be like, oh, we didn't watch it. I didn't. I did not watch Escape Room. 
that's this episode we've literally I, like just just run out of time oh i'm so sorry we I'm, just, oh just i'm sorry monster movies we just oh godzilla i am sorry we just we'll have you on next week i know i know i know we'll we'll get with your agent <laughs> that's king kong no king kong we're we ran out of time sorry holy cow that's a king kong that was a throwback to Sorry, one of our previous King. episodes. <laughs> Holy cow. That's a King Kong. Oh, there's oh, a King man. Kong. All over there's a King Kong. That's a whole oh, family of King right, Kongs. Oh, if you look right over there, that's a Jaws. Nope, that's, that's, Jaws. that's a Jaws. That's a King Kong. Um, oh, hey, man, so this is a topic. the uh, left side of the airplane, <laughs> you will uh, see a, uh, that is, that's what we like in the business call a King Kong. And uh, thank you. <laughs> we uh we love monster movies here at high five the podcast this is something that is near and dear to our hearts we love practical effects we and and some of the ones that i'm sure to be on our list are uh some maybe historical plastic practical effects i don't know who knows it's possible i'm a twist where none of mine are practical effects that's not true I definitely have. <laughs> now I do have to ask you, um, we're very specific on this topic. We're not doing top five monster movies. We're You're doing not. top five giant movie monsters, which is a, which is a big distinction because let me, let me tell you why you may think like if I'm going to throw out a random example, like Matthew Broderick's Godzilla 1998. You may think that is a terrible movie, and you probably wouldn't be wrong. But Godzilla itself, as a monster, is a great monster. Exactly. So we can't judge it by the caliber of the films that it, that it has in its oeuvre. We're actually judging it on the merit of the monster or our favorites. Because let me be honest, uh, a little bit of criteria for the list on my end, I totally picked things and rank them as my favorites <laughs> like which Perfect. ones were my maybe not the best like who would win in a fight but my personal favorite giant monsters from movies i love that and i did a bit of that as well now i did okay. get a little more technical in my criteria and my lists are ranked on basically like lawn like career longevity Ooh, but okay okay but also like actual like giant monster prowess like destructive capacity you know what i mean yeah, like yeah no no that that makes sense because like okay so here so okay we're talking criteria so i'll get into mine my criteria were a mix of like destructive prowess like sure who would win uh -huh. in a fight or who menacing menacingness -ness, plus <laughs> Men like menacingness in this menacingness um plus like my level of fandom of them like which sure. would i care to see i guess and be around the most so that's where my my more my balance came in because i will say one of mine has almost no longevity is like a single Perfect. appearance like some of mine have like Perfect. Sing or single appearance i also i also have those okay, i good. also Sweet. have those um, I have some high on my list too. So, so I'm excited. I say there's no uh, pussyfooting around with this one. I say we just dive right into it, man. Uh, this is a big. Well, this is a big list of big monsters. So, well, let me ask though. When you were going into this, 
and I know, I know you hate to like do like specific names so we can sure. talk in generalities, but like, were there any that didn't fit the bill? Like, were there any, like for me, it was like, it had to be a giant monster, not a sure. giant, like for its size, like mimic, you know, it's a cockroach, but it's a giant cockroach, but it was like human size. Right. I, I, I need like a city destroyer monster. That's kind of where I sure. was. I will say one that like almost made it on my list, but did not make it on my list. Right. Uh, yeah. One that almost made it on my list was like a, uh, well, it's actually two, two monsters, but they're similar things. A sandworm from Beetlejuice almost made it on my okay. list because cool. technically like a idea. giant monster. Right. Tec- but it yeah, didn't. Fits. Because it didn't really cause any like city destruction or anything. You're basically like only having to face it. It does, but you're really only having to face this monster if you go into its realm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not with that one. It's not a terrorizing monster, so to speak. Exactly. But it is a giant monster thing. I I think I I love that because what you've added, and I think is part of the criteria. Let me look at my list. Yeah, okay, 100% part of my criteria is mass chaos. Right. Not so much like, because because of your example, yes, Beetlejuice is afraid of him, and he plays kind of a critical role as an accessory in the story, but, like, he's not, the city's not afraid of him. There's no, like, wanton damage. Yeah, there's no, like, running in the streets. But, like, the other one that I was going to say that was closer, still didn't make my list, but was closer was I th- I was thought I thought about doing the graboids from Tremors because technically oh, like they are that. also giant monsters that live underneath this town in Nevada but once True. again they're kind of relegated to this one town in Nevada I'm not counting necessarily the like seven Tremors sequels that came after no. that but, but even I'm those saying, take place in remote areas like Tremors you don't really see a graboid in New York City exactly and that's what i wanted when i think giant monsters i want like people being terrorized not just like on a small town scale but on like a large global scale kind of thing yeah okay so i want to there is uh, before we dive into our list which i know you're itching to get to but there are a few questions i want to ask you when it comes to the world of monsters and the movies of monsters so obviously we have our classics, you know, Godzilla, King Kong. We've joked about those already. Uh, Those are giant animals that exist. Like it's a giant lizard or a giant, you know, uh, monkey. Um, Sure. And then there are others, you know, that are like giant things or alien type creatures. When it comes to giant monster design, like Mm -hmm. what have you been impressed with the most recently like i know a big fan of ours and and i'll just say the movie cloverfield just because it's a great example of i kind of think they reinvented what a giant monster could look like or the host i think also did the same type of thing i totally i totally agree one of the ones that making those strides i do and i will say one of the ones that i was actually most impressed with that's not on my list maybe on your list i don't know but it's it was an independent film and it was called colossal um and oh, uh, the nacho vigilando movie yep and and it basically I, um, involved on my honorable mentions it involved giant monsters that were cool designs like one of them was yes. kind of this like 
tree looking person this like giant yes. tree looking person um so so that kind of thing was cool to me um i agree and, actually and have in, um and hathaway as my giant monster as a as a uh, an honorable mention perfect and and it totally fits because it is she does play a giant monster in that movie and if you haven't seen colossal it's a like i'm not gonna say it's an amazing uh, movie but i will say it's a very good movie you should check check it out should, it's not gonna it's change your life you but see. it's good yeah. um i will say um that outside of that uh one of the things that i haven't been like super in love with that's a trend of designing like giant monsters um and i feel like you've seen it in both like pacific rim and uh also in the most recent like godzilla movie uh not not the most recent not the king of monsters but the one with brian cranston before that is okay, a okay, lot yeah. of a lot of their giant creature design are just these like very angular very insect type things and it's almost yeah. like you could put them side by side and they're kind of like indistinguishable they have a very starship yes. troopers alien design which are these like long pointy <laughs> arms and it's like so beaks. funny that you <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned starship troopers because well one i watched that not a too long ago great movie loved to nice. revisit it but i considered them for this list but they're not big enough in my opinion sure um, but yes but they're too repetitive they're too monopolized um and i agree like the the king kong movie uh skull island uh-huh. they, it does that as well it has that problem where it's just like those like tree creatures that look like daddy long legs that are mean you know right um and i I I don't really like that. Now, one thing that I'll compliment, well, it, it's in my list, so I'll compliment it later, but I, I like movies that take chances with their designs or try and find new ways Something to new. approach it. Sure. As opposed to like, it, it, like in Suicide Squad where all the bad guys are just those black bubbly things. God, can I tell you? I don't I, love like the uniform baddies. I have the same problem with it in movies that I do in video games. I want a variety of enemies to fight. I yeah. want uniqueness. I don't want copy yeah. and paste. I don't want Power Rangers putties as like all yeah. of my bad guys. No. You know what I mean? That's why I love the Metal Gear Solid game so much was that each villain, there was like a little puzzle to how do I kill this villain in this room with these yes. like diversions. They felt like, unique. I like that. Yes. They felt unique. I agree. And so, and so I – and. That's a, that actually, to me, is a great segue to go into the unique ones that made our lists. I, I love it. So uh, I think it's time to list. This is where we make a list. The list. Three, two. List. All right. Here we go, man. This is it. This is the top five giant movie monsters list. All right, so so my number five is a little mixture of I love this movie. I do think it's a, a quality film, and I love the monster. It's not okay. as high on my list because it kind of pertains more to the – it's a little indistinguishable from some of those other ones, but sure. I think it's one of the ones that did it first really well, and mine is the host monster. Ah, good, from the Bong Joon-ho uh, I, host, the host. yes. The host. If you haven't seen it, I'm not talking about the Stephanie Meyer adaptation, like 
uh, whatever that starred, not Dakota Fanning, but somebody that was not very good. I'm talking about the host from Bong Joon-hoon, um, fantastic monster movie, South Korean monster movie, but it's like a tentacle monster. And it is well, horrifying. It's kind of like multiple kind monsters. Of. Like it kind of like I know. It kind of like grows and develops throughout the movie. I which which is awesome. Like the more it eats and the more that it consumes and destroys, it like takes and then it on becomes, like different features. D- yeah. But just there's that scene at the beginning of the movie when they're all on that like embankment that leads down into the public swimming area. And then he rolls out with his tentacles and was like grabbing people. Yeah, it is one of it's the cool best as shit monster scenes, and I love it. It's just it is it stuck with me since I've watched it. I've recommended that movie to dozens upon dozens of people, and now you know hundreds through this medium. But like that is a movie that I I think about when I go back to giant monsters, and that one just I love the look of it, I love the feel of it, and the monster and the movie itself is just a wonderful experience. So number five. I love it. I think that's a solid choice for those who haven't seen uh, the host, go see the host. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah. It's worth a watch. Um, and I, I couldn't agree more. It's a very unique monster. It is not my number five, but it is definitely, well, it should have been on my list. It should have been on my list. Uh, my number five nah, is it just needs to be on one of ours. My number five is around that time. Uh, it, but it was an American film and I thought it was also kind of the genesis of kind of what spawned those pointy legged beak having monsters. Um, and it was my number five is Cloverfield. Uh, I love, I love the Cloverfield monster design. I think even when the movie came out and I saw, I went and saw it in the theater. Um, it was a wholly unique design. Not only did you have these like giant spindly legs and stuff that were like bebopping all over the place and tearing through shit. And you had this like weird, like deformed looking like head, but this monster also had the ability to basically shed tinier monsters off of its body that would like, go through and bite you and if they bit you you would fucking explode <laughs> like that's a crazy <laughs> that's a crazy concept yes. um I, i'll never I'm forget so the happy. scene go ahead oh wait um I was, i'm so happy that you put this on your list sorry i had to change up my headphones because there was a delay and i kept interrupting you um not on purpose like i normally interrupt you. <laughs> got it uh, now it'll be so intentional this yes now i'm back to my intentional interruptions but I'm so happy that you put this on this on, on your list because my number five was between the host and Cloverfield because I felt they were similar, like tentacle, long legged based. Agreed. Newer modern designs. And that was Agreed. my number five debate. So I'm so happy we get to talk about both the TJ Miller scenes. Uh, even though he's kind of a social pariah now, I very much enjoy him in that quality movie. stuff, man quality stuff and like i said there's a scene where lizzie kaplan gets bitten by uh one of these smaller monsters and i will never forget how off guard it caught me she's like progressively getting sick after getting bitten and then they go into this like makeshift army hospital and she's like i don't feel good and they like put a curtain in front of her and it was just so unexpected that all of a sudden it's just like 
like poof, like blood splatter. Like she just straight up exploded. And I was like, what? Like, what just happened? The last thing you expect in a giant monster movie, like you expect someone to explode, but it's usually because they get stepped on. Right. But not like I got bitten and it caused my body to explode later. Like it was so weird, but yeah. So number five is, is Cloverfield for me. It was a cool, weird design. Uh, and I dig it. And I think once again, I think it's, it's a underrated movie, but here's the problem. And I think we've talked about this before. I think Cloverfield only works in a theater. Like, I feel like I've tried watching it again on a small screen or just like a normal, even like a 50 or 60 inch LCD. It doesn't have the same effect or impact. You need to watch it. I've watched it in the theater here and it's much more enjoyable that way. Even see that, that to me is why I feel like 10 Cloverfield lane is the superior film. Agreed. It's not a monster movie essentially, but it it just works. It works on any platform. It just works as a narrative, mainly because of John Goodman and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Like they, they and, were their powerhouse performances. And that's why we both agree that Cloverfield Paradox is just garbage. <laughs> Gar with a capital garbage. Yeah. Like it is. I don't know what the fuck happened with that. Neither movie. neither do I, man. I'm gonna be honest. You remember we got so excited because Netflix surprise dropped it on Super Bowl Sunday. And we were like, we don't care about football. We are watching this. And then we watched it and we're like, I should have cared more about football. <laughs> like this was and, and here's the thing. I know they retconned that movie or whatever. Oh, that, like, definitely. Wasn't a Cloverfield movie and a whatever. And I don't have anything against the actors in the movie. They were working with terribleness. Like there are, I don't think the actors' performances are what is the re- problem with that. No, movie. let me. It let was me a f- make that statement. It was a failure on multiple levels. But I also am not against the idea of the reason that Cloverfield happened is because an astronaut mission accidentally tore a hole in space dimension. Yes, I'm okay with that. Like that to me is a totally fine. Oh no, we caused the apocalypse twist. Agreed. But the rest of the movie has to work for that twist to make any sense, and or it to didn't. even matter. And it did. And it did. It was like if it would be like if the movie if like Beetlejuice ended with the the Sand Snake then becoming the kaiju, like the Cloverfield monster. It's like right. these aren't related. And that even doesn't though work. This is an okay movie. <laughs> this still doesn't work. Right. Agreed. Like, totally agreed. Related. Totally uh, agreed. Right. Anyway. So yeah. So oh, that's my. our number fives. All right. Are you ready for my number four? Oh, I'm super ready. Okay. My number four is, is a collection, not really a collection of large monsters, but my number four is just the Pacific Rim Kaiju. Oh, okay. Sure. The Guillermo del Toro designs. Sure. Because I thought just his collection of giant monster designs was amazing. I will say they did feel very Cloverfieldy to me though. They did, but not all of them. Like there are a sure. handful that are like very unique, and then there are some army ones, and then there are some like stand up and like you know beat right sure, together sure, ones, sure. and they're wingedy ones. And it's Guillermo del Toro, so you sure. know the designs are going to be top notch and solid. And it's just again, this is one of those where the quality of the movie aside, I, I'm not talking about that. I just love what Guillermo del Toro 
brought to the design and the feel of his giant monsters from an undersea sure. dimension rip. And and that to me was the appeal of that first movie. So for me, like kind of the creativeness and the is like, oh, this is a good new monster that I'm excited sure. about. Because let's so be honest, the movie was support. not a good new movie. It's Man, fine. It, it is not be. nearly as crazy as Pacific Rim 2, which Uprising, you and I saw. <laughs> Uprising is unacceptable. It is no. an unacceptable film. It is. Man, I had fun ripping that movie apart with you. We'll put that up for Patreon listeners to Oh, we should. To hear. <laughs> uh, we should. That was oh, craziness. Um, I think that's a that's a good that's a good solid number four. It's not as good as my number four, but well, it's pretty then good. Prove it. Prove uh, it. So so my number four is low on my list because it almost doesn't qualify <laughs> as a giant movie monster. But okay. I think you'll very much understand why. But it's something that I feel is maybe one of the most unique concepts and used in a very unique way. My number four is the Iron Giant from Iron Giant. Okay. I see where you say it almost doesn't fit, but go. Because let's be really honest. The Iron Giant is a hero. And not really a monster. Not really a monster, but perceived as a monster exactly exactly and there are some scenes where he kind of becomes a monster yes. for a short period of time um and there is destruction there is yep. citywide danger there's the military rolling out trying to attack him there's everything and- that is you know quantifiable in a giant monster movie but it's such a unique take on a giant monster and it's such a unique character that you actually like fall in love with this metal giant robot guy I, that I had I'm to include so it on my list. This. I'm so with this. I didn't even think of that, but I now I am ashamed. I love it. And yeah. one of the better Vin Diesel performances. If I could say, I think Vin Diesel oh. is a better voice voice actor than he is. Than he is an actual like a on screen actor. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. But it's a it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. And it is one of those where it's like it, it, it is a great yeah. giant character, if you will. Yes. And um, it, I agree. It totally 100% fits with all the criteria that we talked about. There is exactly. chaos. It is, he is giant. He is feared and perceived as a monster. And there is destruction. And the movie's about him. Or he is right. a let me not say, let me not say that he is a focal point of the movie of the movie exactly yeah. so yeah so that's why my number four boom Iron Giant from the Iron I Giant I like that thank I you like man that. thanks 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 yeah. oh man so I have a feeling my list is gonna get more predictable from here forward so just I just really feeling, laying it out there for the audience I have a feeling that my list is is gonna follow similar patterns but there may be a surprise in there okay I'm into it so hit me with your number three is that where the surprises right. begin no actually uh, okay well, maybe i don't know i mean who knows this is we're we're going wild here this, this is crazy i have no idea what you're gonna say for all i know you could say the mouse from the great mouse detective and i'd be like that's wrong that's not even a monster my, th- my giant monster is humanity <laughs> oh shit who saw that coming no one deep <laughs> hashtag deep, deep thoughts with jay by jay 
Uh, no, my number three is actually King Kong. Ah, nice. So big, That's a King Kong. Big name. Now, now mine, my number three, my favorite is the old um, claymation. King sure, Kong. like the 1930s King Kong. Yes, so that's that's my favorite. I love the Ray Harryhausen King Kong. Exactly, and so I wanted to have practical effects on here. I love that version. I love the character of King Kong. Just the idea of this gigantic, whether it's irradiated or just evolutionized or whatever, this gigantic god ape that is worshipped on this island and then brought to, um, brought to America. Sure, um, you know I. It's kind of one of those where, like, the end of Jurassic Park 2 is kind of like this, where it's the T-Rex and everything. I, but for me, like, this, the King Kong giant ape, the longevity of the character, I, I actually do enjoy a handful of those movies where most of them are pretty rough. Um, sure. But that original one is just classic. It, it feels good to watch it, and just the story is, is good. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Um, and so, yeah, for me, King Kong, number three. Hanging and hanging tough. That's solid. That is solid. Is that a yes. banana in your pocket, or are you just happy to King Kong? I'm just happy to talk about King Kong. Uh, well, that's pretty good, man. That's a solid number three. It is not my number three once again. We do not share no. this, which is wild, because I thought with such a limited – I mean, it's not a super limited selection, but it's a fairly limited selection of giant monsters in movies. Um. My number three is actually the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from oh, Ghostbusters. Oh, so good. Uh, so the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man uh, is one of those that it's my number three because once again, it's, <laughs> I mean, it, it ticks all the boxes of a giant movie monster. It does. But the fact that it is a giant marshmallow mascot, just it's so great is what puts it over the top and it's it, so memorable i had the toys growing oh, up oh dude like the, the little not like the rubber one that was about sure big. yeah oh i loved it and it's so iconic and it's yes white. there's not a lot of like bright white and blue no giant monsters no and it it really is it's such an iconic image uh of this giant stay puffed marshmallow man that is hilarious and the fact that it's like marshmallow fluff and when they defeat it at the end everyone <laughs> just gets like splattered <laughs> with marshmallow especially fluff the, especially the red-haired guy the dick yes <laughs> but that shit's hilarious you know what i mean it's just a cool unique idea for a monster that they took something and that was very non-threatening and made it a giant monster well, and that to me is the genius of it as well is that that's the idea of we'll choose what you're going to be killed by and he's like well i thought of something non-threatening and then it made it threatening and it was just this created creature for it was just brilliant and because that made the ridiculousness of it make sense and that's oh, where, totally like, agreed. the real connection for it came in it's like yes this is ridiculous but it's kind of needs to be to make sense exactly exactly yeah. so yeah so that's why it earned its spot on my number three on my list that's a, oh, that's uh, a strong choice man solid solid good giant movie choice. monster so yeah. that's that's it for our for our five through three now it is time to hear from some sponsors give us that money and then we're gonna come back and give you our top two now before we go to our commercial break 
I do want to give a very heartfelt shout out to our benevolent overlords at Project Hyphen Nerd. Yes. They are the people who put up with us on a weekly basis and give us a platform to send out our movie ranking goodness to the masses. And yes, for that, yes. we salute you. So go check out project-nerd.com. Look at all and the amazing podcasts doing. that uh, we are in league with. Go check out their articles. Uh, share some of their stuff. Uh, yeah, they're, they're good dudes. They're good people. Good Do ladies it. as well. Uh, go and check then, it out. And then finally last commercial on the internals is go join our patreon guys we got a lot of good content we have oh yeah ourselves stuff too up there and we've got uh, old episodes of jinxies we got new jinxies that are coming out that yep. are dropping on there we've every got month discussion groups and you're getting free stuff come on guys every month depending on when you uh de depending on when you sign up every month or excuse me at what level you sign up every month you're potentially getting up to two brand new exclusive episodes made only available on Patreon. And videos. Yeah, and videos. That's Just coming saying. soon. We're still working Just on saying. that. But Just very saying. soon, there's going to be a library of uncut, uncensored, fully nude, hardcore <laughs> anal sex videos. It's going to no, no, be no, awesome. No, 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 no. Right? Those are on the hard drive. Right? This oh, is just old it. episodes of the show. Oh, never mind. It's just going to be uncut episodes of me and Jay being me yeah. and Jay. Which, you know, sometimes is weird. But, all right. Butt stuff. Go. <laughs> Commercials. <laughs> How about some signs? Come on down to Tad Swine's Nipple Repair and Signs. You know, you're standing too close to the, sometime, the, the stove sometimes, and your nipples go, woo! Have you ever had a nipple ring and that thing just gets yanked on out of there? Well, Tad Swine's Nipple Repair and Signs is the place for you. I'm Tad Swine's, and I give my guarantee that your nipple will be as good as new or I give you my double nipple guarantee. And I'm not Tad Swine, but I'll tell you what, I'll make a side showing you the way to Tad Swine's. You need signs for your nipples? What about nipples for your signs? How about signs on your nipples? How about swines on your bipples? How about... Yeah. <laughs> Come on down to Tad Swine's. That's me, nipple repairing signs. Tad Swine's, also still not me. Well, you know you've got a problem. You've got to call Captain Buford's Gopher Patrol. Do you have gophers that are giving you problems? Do you have a regiment of critters? Do you have underground explosives ready to blow those little motherfuckers out of their holes? Do you have a stomach that can take taking the life of an innocent critter? I love it. Come on down to Captain Buford's Gopher Patrol. We'll make sure them gophers stay the hell out of All right, and we're back. All right. As always, those are good sponsors, not as good as our benevolent benevolent overlords or ourselves. But no, but but you should take them seriously. Pretty fine. Pretty fine. Um all right. You ready for two and one? Yes, I'm ready for our top two, man. This is all right. This is good stuff. My my number two we're gonna have to talk about. Okay. Because my number two is yes. the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Oh shoot! 
Yeah. Air horn. Um, sound effects that you don't like. <laughs> oh. uh, my, my number two is all the, eh, all the reasons that you nice. said. And it, for a time, it was my number one. Nice. But it's hard to justify a character that is used as a gimmick in the third act finale of a movie against exactly. characters that have existed for like 80 years. Exactly. So it fluctuated on my list, but I knew it was in the top three somewhere. And I landed at two just because of how frequently I have gone back to it. So I'll put in comparison. There are like 30 God, uh, there are like 30 King Kong movies. Sure. And I've watched King Kong movies. But I have watched the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man more than I have watched any King Kongs. Agreed. Even though he is in more films, I have seen the other one more. Fully, fully agreed. Uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, dude, I, that's a solid choice. Like, I can't, I can't blame you for putting it at a notch higher for me uh, or on your list. It's, it's just so It's so, that good. It's so, good. It, it's so, so unique. unique. Yes. Yes. Jinx. It's unique in the pantheon of yeah. movie monsters. Like, yeah. Not an animal. It's not a a, a tentacle creature. No, it has a no, smile. It's not a giant Thulu monster. Yeah. It's not like you know a sea monster erupting and taking ships no. down. It's it's like <laughs> it's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Totally agree. The, it's beautiful. Or the Michelin Man. Exactly. It's like the Hamburger Helper glove was seventeen <laughs> stories tall. And killing your family with hamburger helper, just like dumping mass amounts of hamburger helper on your family. Not like the normal way that hamburger helper kills people, which is by food poisoning <laughs> or like, heart attack. But like the, the let's not say food using... poisoning. I love hamburger helper. <laughs> That's a good. Let's point. be honest. Heart attack. Well, okay, <laughs> it's great. Um, uh, I was trying to. It's do, great. It's just was... really terrible for you. Yeah. But he, like he's making gigantic pots of it, like the end of Top Secret, and like dumping it on people. Yes, houses. exactly. I do have to ask you a question since we segued weirdly into Hamburger Helper. Uh, this is totally unrelated, but did you hear recently about Kraft macaroni and cheese and what they're trying to do? I mean, I've heard of the brand. Yeah, that they make macaroni. Did you hear that they're removing? Because it says Kraft macaroni and cheese dinner on the their Kraft Blue Box mac and cheese. Okay. They're rem they're removing dinner, and they are trying to rebrand themselves as a breakfast food. Yep, no. I know. At first, I was like, "This is like a weird April Fool's article that must have been posted like multiple years onion? ago," and I missed it. I looked just Google Kraft mac and cheese breakfast, and they are like genuinely a it's a thing because here's the deal. Kraft put out a statement saying that parents are ashamed that during the quarantine for simple, quick foods, they've been giving their kids mac and cheese in the morning. So they're, re they're removing dinner from the box to help alleviate that shame. And then they are providing <laughs> breakfast style recipes with it. So they're like, add some ground sausage to your mac and cheese. I now mean, it's a breakfast. About it it's not the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, Taco Bell had breakfast. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just a weird thing to like try and reposition yourself as it is a breakfast food. I don't, I don't know if you heard, but um, Chips Ahoy is doing the same thing. Oh, are they? They're yeah, going to be, a, it's a, 
They're a cereal. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's Cookie Crisp. No, it's, it, that, they, they already did that. My joke fell apart because that already happened. <laughs> That's a real thing. I was hoping you were going to say it's dinner now. Yeah, so, no, like, now, you just, yeah. now they have giant, recipes on it, how to add it to steak. You just add some ground beef to your chocolate chip <laughs> cookies. Steak, steak crusted with chips ahoy. The recipe yeah. on our website. You just take a a hamburger patty and put it between two chips away cookies. <laughs> Easy bun replacement. Put your favorite condiments, ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise. We call, we call them sweet sliders. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds terrible. Uh, so speaking of uh, unexpected so things for number, number two, two, I love that. And speaking of uh, like reversing spots, uh, my number two is a King Kong. Oh, hey, nice. We kind of averaged out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and my number two King Kong was for everything you said, but then I want to add a, a little bit more. Please, so, please. King Kong is a very interesting monster because King, King Kong, in many cases, in many iterations, is a very sympathetic monster. It right. it kills a lot, and a lot of people <laughs> die in mass destruction. But at the same time, it's often portrayed as a creature removed from its natural habitat and basically just right. reacting to what is around it. You know what right. I mean? It's like taking a dog, blowing it up 30 stories tall, putting it in the middle of New York and not expecting it to like freak out and accidentally well, kill a bunch of people. That's surprising because my number one is honey. I blew up the baby. So, oh, perfect. You know, <laughs> but no, like it's the same thing. It's like that baby's not to blame for that. Rick Moranis is to blame for that. Exactly. You know, and in, and the, in so, the case of Peter Jackson's movie, Jack Black, Black is to blame for that. Yes. And, and no, that, and I agree with you. And that's why, and it's an interesting thing about if you go back and watch, king kong movies it's kind of the same thing as you were saying um with iron giant is that there's the perception and obviously the perception with king kong and others like him is that air more on the this is a monster side of things but if you watch those movies a lot of people die but not so much as a direct result of kong like a lot of people are getting eaten by insects or i was about to run over in a stampede like of dinosaurs I don't think I've seen one movie where King Kong picks someone up and then just like rips them in half. Yeah. I, you know, he hits some helicopters, you know, in yep. that first one. But again, you know, you're swatting flies. Um, and then exactly. at the end when he's running through the city, people are killed in like debris that's falling well, or sure. whatever. But again, it's not malicious. And so it I also, think that, that's an interesting aspect of his character. One of the reasons that it made it so high on my list too is it's the closest thing that we've gotten to a giant human monster because true an ape shares a lot i mean that's in science an ape shares a lot Outs of characteristics with humanity it's our closest Outside relative of the attack of the 50 foot woman or whatever exactly but it's our closest relative dna wise and so I think from a monster perspective, it is easy to connect with as a viewer because yes. we see it as almost this like imbecilic human that we take yeah. pity on. Like, oh my God, this poor creature is just scared. And, and he you know was I mean? in the friend zone with this woman. 
right? He loved her, and she had an issue that he was a giant ape. There was just a whole thing. It so was, that's why it was actually the very first season of Love at First Sight. That's, uh, that's a that, you're right. That is right. Uh, so yeah, so that's why it earned for me one spot higher because I think it's well, more wonder connectable, empathetic. Do we share number one? Then? I think so. Uh, I do wish I could try and do we want to try and say it at the same time? Yeah, I want to and just okay. see what happens. Maybe okay. we're wrong, but I think I think we're. I feel confident enough. You ready? It'd be it'd be weird if we were wrong at this point. Okay, so <laughs> in three, two, two one, one, Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. Bingo, bango. I was gonna okay. play. I'm gonna insert right here. I'm gonna insert the uh, Godzilla <gasps> song. Oh no! There goes Tokyo. Oh, oh no, Godzilla! I love that song, by the way. That is, or maybe that'll just be the outro for the episode. Who knows? But oh, you could actually oyster cult quality shit. When we get excited and they're like, "Yay!" You can insert like the Godzilla scream behind it, like Ah! he's excited too. He's like, "Yep, yes." Okay, Godzilla man. So now here comes the very important question. Yes, which Godzilla? Like, where on the spectrum of Godzillas? are you thinking? Cause we made fun of the Matthew Broderick one earlier and which I will stand behind. I do not like that movie. No, that's fair. Um, it is a cool Godzilla design, but I'm going to be honest. The design doesn't look like Godzilla. Like it, it it's doesn't. any other giant lizard monster. It could, yeah. they could have called it giant lizard monster attacks New York. And, and it wouldn't have been a Godzilla movie. People would have been like, man, this is really close to a Godzilla movie, but it's not one. But I think there yeah, are I see what you're going for. Very specific Godzilla traits and yes. and uh, appearance characteristics that are in that movie, but um, but we're can not. I, yes, go ahead. Can I nerd out for like half a second on like one of the reasons I truly did not like the movie of Godzilla? is for me i think one of the most interesting aspects of godzilla is when they align him with he is a force of nature that that demands balance or whatever you know i I, and and obviously that comes from a lot of the he's like an old titan yeah like an old god and that he comes up when balance is needed or he comes up to defeat Ghidorah or rodan or whatever it may be you know he comes when he's needed and destruction happens but he's not like out to rule the world and and i like that element of he is a force of nature that just is unavoidable and the the godzilla 1998 movie completely removed that it was just like he's an irradiated iguana that wants to have babies i agree can i tell you something bothers me that ties directly to what you just said so one of the most interesting character aspects of this is exactly like it's a giant force that is really kind of the world correcting itself. Now, mm-hmm. did you know that Godzilla was created as a um, a analogy for the fears of atomic testing? So, like, it was the fears of yeah. what comes from atomic war and battle which is why yes. the character is imbued with these atomic 
powers and abilities. It has this atomic breath and right. it irradiates things. And it's very, so yes. it very much was this kind of this unavoidable doom of we've brought this on ourselves. And here is this monolithic power that we can't control that we have unleashed on the world. Exactly. And so it's a cool, like, it's a cool concept yes. by itself, but also it's not only been just a villain or a, or a bad thing, but it's also there is it, later in, in later iterations, Godzilla becomes the protector of humanity. Right. And when other monsters rise up, um, other Kaiju, you got Mothra right. and Godira and like all these other monsters then Rodan, have, which is a cool Rodan. Rodan almost made my list, but I didn't want two Godzilla monsters on my list. Totally fair. And to be fair, Godzilla should definitely be over those. But he's the king. Uh, yeah. It it he create so it starts out as this horrifying monster that destroys things. Then it becomes like your protector. Um, yes. but it's it's been uh, an amazing character, and it's gone through different iterations. Like I like we said the the old to, uh, Toyo productions, which mm -hmm. is basically the classic man in suit that everybody like right. kind of uh, connects with those right. those old movies. Well, and that's where you get a lot of the like the Mecha Godzillas and the other like the Mothra monsters and the one that's a turtle that I'm forgetting the name of or whatever. I can't but, remember. Like, you get a you get a lot of those during that period. But like one of the things I love about Godzilla is it's been around so long and it's gone through eras, kind of like Disney movies, like have Agreed. gone through eras. Cause there's an era where yes, he's, it's a man in suit. And then there's an era of like, they're all comedic almost. Right. And then there's an era of like reboot territories. Um, there's a, there's a really good one that came out a handful of years ago called Shin Godzilla, Shin Godzilla. which is fucking awesome well it's not a cartoon shin godzilla well, is a it's a live action movie yes yes shin god shin godzilla was a live action movie but it was like yes. a cg godzilla that's I, yes that's what um, i was thinking of yes but it's fucking but awesome good. like i went and yes. saw it in the theater uh they did a short it's run streaming right now isn't it like netflix or something i think so yeah you can find yeah. it Look and it then uh, I think what you were thinking was they had one called like Godzilla, not King of Monsters, but it was like God of Monsters or something. something like and that. it was an animate, like a fully animated Godzilla movie. Right. Um, but yeah, I will say this though. Each time America tries to take over this franchise. Uh, I wanted to get to this. It's, it's not great results. And I think it's because Americans don't, quite understand the sensibility of which the movies are intended it's kind of like sometimes when asian culture tries to adapt american movies to asian sensibility and it doesn't right. necessarily work like something gets lost in the translation right. i feel like the same thing happens when americans are like oh godzilla yeah we can take that and make an american version of it and it just doesn't it just well, doesn't always... i don't know there's something that just doesn't click and, and I don't know why this is, and I don't want to sound hoity-toity or whatever, but it probably will come off that way and whatever the fuck, I don't care. But I think there's an element of the metaphor that, that for whatever reason, when you try to Americanize or commodify the, the Godzilla character, mm -hmm. it is essentially at opposition with what that character is at its core. 
Agreed. So the idea of like creating this monolithic power that you can't control in a consumerism market kind of fits the bill. So like the movie feels like it's almost like funny games in a way, like you're watching it, but you're uncomfortable watching it. You're just like, I don't like what this movie is like this. This movie feels like it's in conflict with itself. Exactly. And I think that the worst example of that to me is, is the 1998 version. I think after that, it got a little bit better because one of the things that I thought was smart in the Brian Cranston one is they did try to focus on the human stories and sure. how it was being affected by this gigantic creature. And they tried to show like the scale of it, which I liked that about that one. Um, King of the Monsters was just a blockbuster movie. So there wasn't, there was very little metaphor in that one. It was, was just watch these illusion. big things, smash things. And it was beautiful and cool, yeah. but it wasn't impactful. And I think that the reason Godzilla is impactful, even if it's obviously a guy in a suit, is that the heart of the movie is like these scientists sort of always looking up going, my God, what have we done? I totally, that, I totally agree. To me is the element that misses because no one in the American audience likes to be like, what did we do? You know, right. we brought or, this it, on ourselves. Do you remember the, the movie a while back called monsters? Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. Was also very good. But that had an element of like, we have, it, that was a climate change kind of allegory. Right. But sure. that was, that had a lot of, we have to hide because we have brought this nature yeah. upon ourselves. Yeah, and instead, so the American versions are much more of, of Godzilla have been much more like, oh, my Look God, this is no, this thing is attacking us for completely no reason. We're so innocent and put upon by this giant monster. <laughs> and God damn it, if we're not going to build some fucking big robots to fight. Yeah, fuck yeah, robots. Um, how do you feel about the upcoming Kong versus Godzilla movie? I okay well I have not been not not I don't know you I don't care I'm tapping I'm, tap I'm kind of I yeah, just want to see the same it. way I'm like sure at because, this point um I forget I forget the director's name but the guy who did Godzilla um Michael six Doherty? years ago no 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 the other one um oh the first one yeah the first guy I forget um, is he author. doing this one. No, 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 no. But oh. I'm saying his version, I was like, I was really excited about it. And it was kind of like, oh, meh. And then Godzilla, King of the Monsters, I was like, I'm okay excited about it. And it was meh. Meh. And then King Kong, Peter Jackson, I was like, that was fine. You know, all right, yeah. whatever. This feels like a, you know, I Peter will Jackson, say Hollywood I did throwback. really enjoy Skull Island. I'm just going to throw that out there. Skull Island, I got pulled out of because of like the fog Tom Hiddleston machete scene that scene is just so rough for me Into but the rest still. of it is so fun and that was what i was gonna say kong skull island was a little bit better and, and it, it is isn't it being directed by the same guy who did skull island no it's being directed by the guy who did the blair witch remake isn't it oh this new one oh adam wingard yeah you're i think right. he's doing it you're right um, you're right you're right so so here's my fear is that kong is okay going into this Godzilla. I'm kind of met on, which is really a bummer. Cause I love Godzilla. Obviously he's my number one. And so I don't know. I have, and I haven't been impressed with Adam Wingard lately. Like he did uh, what was death note. 
and then the Blair Witch remake. And yeah, both, like, both were like, yeah. Uh, Death Note so, wasn't like was meh. For me, Death Note was meh. For me, yeah. Blair Witch remake was not good. And right. so I'm not sure what he can do with huge scale. I like Adam Wingard better when he's restricted. Oh, I Something I totally like, like, a, like a year next, you know? Yes. Wait, did he do the guest? I think he did. Because I fucking loved that movie. Let me see. I think he did. That's a that's a solid, solid one. Um well while you're looking that up, we've made yeah, a list. We've did. made a list. It's time to play no excuse me. It's no, time gotta, to mash do. our list together to make a super mega ultra Godzilla list. So woo, pardon me, that was gross. Um number one is clearly Godzilla. Godzilla. So now we need to agree on where King Kong and Stay Puffed rank because we switched them. Uh, I'm kind of okay. I'm, I'm honestly, I'll be honest. I'm kind of okay with either order. Stay Puffed was higher for me because I like him better. That's the only reason. Sure. Then I say he needs to be three because I think okay. when we think Kong is classic bigger. monsters, King Kong is up yeah. there. All right. And then Stay Puffed is three, which I am fine with. Hello, man. And so, all right. So I had Pacific Rim Kaiju and the host monster as four and five. You had yeah. uh, Cloverfield as five. And what was your number four? Um, oh, the Iron Giant. Which, Iron Giant. You know what? I'm fine to actually put Iron Giant in as either five or four because I really liked that choice. And I think that's a strong, I say we strong do, choice. I say we do Iron Giant four and we do host five. Okay. Because Cloverfield and Host came out around the same time, I like the Host better as a like as a film, and, and that, that design changes. You get to see him. You get to see that monster more than the Cloverfield exactly monster. Agreed. Totally. Agreed. Although Cloverfield makes a strong case with his bite making you explode. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> he pulls a strong card on that one. So I will agree. But honestly, here. Okay, let me read this back to you and see how you feel about it. Okay. Um, all right. So we have number five, the host monster. Number four, Iron Giant. Number three, Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Number two, King Kong. And number one, Godzilla. I, I love that. About, I, I feel good about that. Yeah. I, I really, really, really love that. Yeah. All right. So you know what this means. That shaking water glass and room turning all upside down and shit can only mean one thing, that it's time for a game. A giant game yeah. is coming this way. I want to play a game. Oh, what a wonderful game it is, too. Risk is part of the game. Well, how about a game of Parcheesi? Remember that favorite game of yours? Game's worthy of his majesty. You really think you're the only one who can play this game? We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. Let the games begin. All right, Game Master. All right. What have you got for us this week? So this, this, this week is really fun, um, and it's got a clever name. The game has a very clever name. Okay. Uh, the game is called Fuck, Mary Kill, But With Monsters. Ooh, I like that. Can we call it Fuck, Monster, Kill? <laughs> yeah, we do. Fuck, Monster, Kill. And so here's the thing. Um, so you have to – we take our top three. Okay. And, which are basically the same three. 
So yeah. let's just take the top three of our joint list, and we each have to yeah. say which monster we would fuck, which yeah. monster we would kill, and which Perfect. monster we would just keep as our monster pet. All right, I want to go first. Okay, please do. All right. Uh, so fuck, Mary, kill, right? All right, so I have fucking, my answer, by the way, I'm straight up fucking the marshmallow man. Like, Me too. Like, let's Looking be honest. For it's gonna for the push. That's right, and it's gonna taste delicious. It's gonna like, be, you know what? You want to go down on the marshmallow man? I time. do all day long. Like, I will That's suck his giant do. marshmallow <laughs> penis. Oh my goodness! It would it would be like it would be like a cookout, but it would be great. And it gets exactly. hot and heavy, and it's sort of like you know you bring out the chocolate sauce, and you're basically having a s'more party. Exactly, exactly. And the thing about so, it, you don't want to be going down on Godzilla. That's sweaty. No, yeah, that's some and swampy. and atomic. It's damp. Let's be honest. It's damp. Yeah, it's dangerous. And then and then and King Kong is a bit hairy. Right. That's right. So uh, King Kong for me though. That's who I'm marrying. I'm that's marrying the, the shit out of King Kong because yeah. he's going to be a protector. You could sleep. Oh on my his god. Shoulder. He, I feel like I could teach him sign language. <laughs> I could communicate with him. He'd be your buddy. You know what I mean? Friends. We could be friends. I could teach him to paint. Like, there are so or, many things. It'd be so beneficial to be like, you know, Kong, I don't like this conversation. And he just picks you up and puts you like two miles away. Exactly. Like out, out of awkward situations. Exactly. I could no make fuck giant. You. you got best, you're best friends with a giant ape. Let's be honest. He's human shaped. So we could eventually get to the place where I could put him in giant clothing. I want That's him fun. in a giant, like Larry Bird jersey. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, he's just a I, cool. I want to, you know what, Q, here's the thing. Me and you are going to recreate the movie Celtic Pride where yeah. me and you are the kidnappers and yes. we kidnap a giant orangutan and put him in yeah. a Larry Bird jersey. I love it. And we just recreate. It's going straight movie. to the top, going straight to the top. And then finally, I'd You're kill the Godzilla. shit out of Godzilla. He's dangerous. Super fucking dangerous and unpredictable. Share- like he only wants to be my protector when he like wants to. You when know what I'm saying? want to? Sometimes it's about me, Godzilla. Right, right. God. Godzilla. He's always just thinking about himself, you know? Always. Uh, he's got and, atomic and breath. You can't go back to his place because it's underwater. Exactly. We can't hang so out there together. Do? You're going to be alone like 100 years at a time, centuries sometimes. Until he just decides to come out no of the way. water? No Fuck way. that. Uh-uh. I'm killing you, Godzilla. You're dead. This was the easiest fuck, Mary, fuck monster kill ever. Yeah, well, well we agreed. Totally- it totally makes sense, though. Like, that's yeah. how you have to fuck the Marshmallow Man. You got to marry King Kong for the security and the fuzziness. And you got to kill Godzilla. Yeah. Boom. Declarative. There it is, guys. Now you know which ones you can put on your vision board for the future. Your oh, hopes and dreams. You can put on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's Marshmallow. Hey, guys. Yep. Everybody go... Go fuck a jar of marshmallow fluff. It's exactly like fucking the marshmallow man. And then put it back on the shelf. counter at Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> and send us your pictures. <laughs> Hashtag I fucked this marshmallow. <laughs> Hashtag marshmallow fucked. Yeah. Of pl- pl- pluff. Or whatever. Yeah, fluff. I like that. <laughs> marshmallow fuck. <laughs> Hashtag marshmallow fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh. All right. Kids. It'll be it's it's gonna be the new flash mob craze. Like people fucking marsh mallow 
in the Kroger aisles and put them um, hashtag marshmallow fucked. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. hashtag that's marshmallow fucked. Uh, <laughs> when they I'm ask you whipped. when the bad scary person asks you if you want to have sex with a god ray you say yes yes we have reached the end of another high five the podcast episode it's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching if the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at my5 at highfivepodcast.com. That's M Y F I V E at H I G H F I V E T H E P O D C A S T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five the podcast instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen Chest bursters? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. God printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.